Hello world, wherever you are today, good morning, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good bless, God bless, God bless you, wherever you are. This is Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. You are with uh, myself, Reverend Ben Cooper, and Simon Pinchbeck this morning as we gather around the mics, as we just come straight out of the barrel of truth, wherever you are today. Never give up. You know, we are not holding back. We are in this little recording studio as all this building work is going on. We are just raw. This is raw stuff. Uh, it is not um, scripted. It is straight out of the barrel of truth. Welcome and wherever you are today, this is Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. May God bless you. And Simon, good morning, my friend. Good morning, Ben. It's great to be back at, with Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. And yeah, you know, it's good to be got a bit of a roof over, isn't we? You yeah. Know, but the rest of the church is yeah, looking at the stars. Isn't look it? At, yeah, nothing going. It's, yeah. it's all falling down. And we come to you today in the middle of... Um, what do they call it? A bit of a fuel crisis, Ben? Do they? Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's a bit of a. They said there's a bit of a shortage, but so we're we're battling uh, queues and and uh, yeah. trying to get a, a bit of fuel in the car. But we're here, and we and uh, we made it. We made it, and we're right in the middle, Ben. Of um, we're right in the middle of a series of talks that we've done yeah. on, on on fear. So we've done fear is mm. not an option. Stand still. Uh, giants will fall. Fear is a liar. Spirits, fear is a liar. So it's been a few, hasn't it? It's been a few. And and today, Ben, I got it with something this week which seemed like a steam train. Exactly. And yeah. We've been talking about it in the preamble, but it's a big subject. It is, and and all that we've just spoke about before there. They're fears of, of the enemy, fears of yeah. man, fears mm. of life. Wow. And they're negative. It's a negative thing. Yeah. I, I, what we're going to talk on today is a positive thing. Come on. But it's a thing that's, that's Let's left have it. the church years ago, isn't it? What could that be? And that is, Ben, it's the fear of God. Now. It's the fear of God. Just it's left the church. Just the title of that, the fear of God. I haven't heard for such a long time anyone preaching and teaching on the fear of God. We've given Lucifer so much airplay, so much time where the devil's chasing us down, the devil is after us, the devil is doing this and that. And we, uh, But the fear of God is so higher than the fear of, of, of fear of Lucifer. And what comes straight to my mind is... I believe in this nation in which we live, if you are a UK resident, I believe that we are in a Jonah moment. But what I see the church doing is blaming everything on the devil, when actually God is shaking us as a nation. So if you look at Jonah, Jonah chapter 1, around about verse 4, it says that God brought a furious storm. And I believe God is breathing over this nation I understand the devil is, is running and doing what he's doing in the last days, but I believe God is shaking us harder than what the enemy is doing. But we are so focused on what and our vision has been taken over the generations and we have locked onto Lucifer more than we have God. So when when fear comes, what is the fear of? At the moment, like Simon said, it's fear of fuel, isn't it? Fear of the yeah. shelves running yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Fear of loo rolls. Yeah, yeah. Fear so of this. Whatever. Fear of that. Yeah, yeah. But is God getting our attention? Well, is ben, God shaking us? I'd, I'd go a little bit uh, further than than, than what you uh, were saying there, because I believe that um, <laughs> that the enemy has wrapped God up to be like your your friendly grandfather, where yeah. anything goes. Yeah, and he and he, he ain't your friendly grandfather where anything no. goes. Anything can't go with him, can it? No, and and we were saying outside, weren't we? You know, if Jesus Christ walked in today, he's here with us. We know that in his spirit. But if he mm-hmm. walked in today in the physicality, we're not going to say, "Oh, hello, Jesus, thanks for saving me." Mate. No, no, he's not your mate. No, he's not your mate. He's not this uh, this meek a mild person with a little lamb no he's coming back when he comes back such a dangerous teaching that's been out there isn't it this liberal christianity ethics and this this soft press of christianity it's not even christianity liberal christianity isn't christianity because if christ came and stood before me and you i'd be the first one through that wall you're on your face man. i'd I'd be down i'd be trying to get out of the room because of his holiness you couldn't stand in his I presence. I couldn't stand in his presence because, yeah. like filthy rags, yeah, you know, totally. it, it, it is so powerful, his holiness, but the the liberal church out there and, and all these denominations have, have, 
I th- think you're 100% right, Simon. Lucifer has, has dressed up this different Jesus when actually he's coming back to judge. He's coming back to judge. And where's the, And who's where's he going to judge? The reverential fear of God that keeps you on the straight and narrow. The fear of God. That is such an interesting but, you know, subject. And the, what's so, happened is, Ben, people are overlook these great scriptures like... But 1 Peter one seventeen mm. says this is, And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. Gosh. So conduct your life in fear. Yeah. Because we don't fear, we have to fear the one that will, that will cast us into hell. Well, I mean, that's who we have to fear. We have to you know, have a reverential fear of God. We know God is love. That's right. Yes, and, and but the thing is, but love and wrath go together. Sovereignty totally, goes together. Yeah, he is sovereign, totally. discipline, and yeah. he will not. He will not be mocked. He will not be mocked. So, if if he is bringing judgment, what is judgment? Judgment is very powerful. And if I've learned over the last number of months to suddenly realize that the devil is nothing to what God is. The devil just drops a tiny bit of fear. And I've allowed that fear to run me. But there is something so higher than the fear of Lucifer is the fear of God. If you've got the fear of God, Ben, then... I'm starting to make a bit of headway. Yeah. I'm starting to... And the fear of the other fella... Because the fear of the other fella, he can't take my life. He can't blow me off the planet Earth. He can't. He's not in control of my breath. So Lucifer has no power over me whatsoever. But God could stop my heart. God could wipe me off the face of the Earth. God can blow this Earth into smithereens. But Lucifer has no power to do any of that. And the problem is, Ben, that the church has dressed Lucifer up. And the church has dressed Jesus up, you know, with songs like, you know, put your hand in the hand of Jesus, do me a favour, do me a favour. This no. is the, the God mm. of the universe. So if God, someone <laughs> just said something that's leading me into this, if God is the God of Israel, which he is, and he said, let there be light, Lucifer was not in creation. He had no involvement in the coming of the earth, nothing whatsoever. God created him. God created him. <laughs> God created him. God created. God put that being into the heavenly realms. So that satanic being is a fallen angel, and he has no power over me whatsoever. But the church has dressed him up. Ministries has dressed him up. They spent generations about rebuking the devil, doing this, doing that. All Jesus ever said was, "Get behind me, Satan." When you look at Christ, he didn't call a prayer meeting to deal with the devil. No. He just said, it is finished. See, It is written. If, you, if you've got the fear of God, if you know your authority in suddenly, Christ, you know your identity in Christ, suddenly you can... And um, then I think, really, the scripture comes into play is the devil is under my feet well, because I know who my Redeemer is. The, the famous um, evangelist and healing minister, Smith Wigglesworth, Famously woke up one day and saw the devil sitting at the end of his bed, and all he all he did was say, "Oh, it's oh, it's you, is it?" And he went back to sleep. So, so if you've yeah. got that confidence and and in the authority yeah. and the fear of God, and and, and and you know you've got mm. that that yeah. God's around you, yeah. and then you shouldn't fear the enemy, you, you know, because the fear of God is is, is so great, is so great, so yeah. strong, and it is so higher. So when you look at Okay, Lucifer, where did he come from? He was created by the God of Israel. He can only do what God allows him to do. He has no power within himself. He is only permitted and he can only do what he has been given the authority to do to a certain degree. But the scripture says God will not give you more and will not allow anything to happen to what you can bear. So God knows what I can take. God knows how far I can go. So God, it will feel like we are being stretched to the wire. But most of the time, it is not Lucifer that is on me. It is God shaping me. 
So if you look at Jonah chapter 1 verse 4, God brought a holy storm. We're blaming everything on the devil. Listen, I'll tell you something. You brought up a massive point there. That's a great point, Ben. And and people, if you listen out there, get, get hold of that. Because um, I heard this week, I was listening to something this week that says what God uses, uh, uh, he uses the temptation of, of, of mm. sexuality, especially yeah. To, yeah. S- to see yeah. where you are with him. Yeah, exactly. He does. He uses that. He uses so much to get to see where we are. See where we are, yeah. Where are you? Where are you? Everyone is tempted with everything across the earth. There is, the, the, the church doesn't go down this road as well. It says each man is drawn away by his own lusts. Yes, yeah. Each man yeah. is drawn away. So there comes a point whether it's gambling, whether it's affairs, whether it's the love of money, whether it's whatever it may be, there is a temptation that will try to drive you in a different direction. Yes. But when I focus on God and I realise how holy he is and when I understand the fear of God, and no one talks about the wrath of God, the wrath of God, God. I see a nation... I see a nation, or I should say, I see a church within a nation, and there is a liberal church out there lifting up the flag that Jesus is coming back for me, all is going to be okay, and I'm in revival mode when there is no revival within the UK. There is no revival. God is shaking us, and he is getting our attention, but when we use the word liberal and we put liberal christianity it can't be christianity if christ is out of it and it can't be christianity if there's no fear of god ben. no and and the thing is you, Do you know, know what we're more fearful of in church the leaders ben, we're people pleasers in church well you know we've discussed that fear yeah. of man haven't we but the god, fear of god, man. god won't be mocked God he won't be mocked. So he, he don't wink at sin. He doesn't say, he doesn't say, oh yeah, you've um, you've had a good worship uh, today. Oh yeah, you're going back to watching that pornography. Yeah, that's fine. No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't won't have that. that. He can't. The one thing he 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 absolutely hates more than anything else is secret sin, sin, sin yeah. that you're hiding from yeah, him, yeah, sin yeah. that you won't. So you get we get leaders and stuff yeah. all over the place who who uh, one thing on a Sunday but another thing on yeah. a Monday and and uh, so how do we deal with that? We just speak to God. God help me. I'm caught in pornography. I'm caught in addiction. You don't have to go be pushing it on social media. The the only person you got to talk to is Jesus. Yeah, totally. I just uh, talk to him. Help me, God. I'm honest. addicted. Just be I, honest. I keep drinking. I keep smoking. I keep gambling. I keep. I'm addicted to sports. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Straight away, Give people go. Strength to get through. I'm addicted to sport. Well, I'm at every match. I pay top dollar to get a good seat. I reject the family on a Saturday, and I go and sit in the terraces and sing to Lucifer. Let's uh, let's have a look at your phone and let's yeah. see the, yeah. what you know. You searches on your phone. What's number What's one on your search? Is it is yeah. it uh, BBC Sport? Is it your local football team? Or is it Bible verse of the day, or, or <laughs> <laughs> let's see what it is. But I love that scripture. It flattens everything. All have sinned and fallen short of his glory. There is only one righteous one, and his name is Jesus. So all of us are fallen, but all of us have the chance to say, Jesus, I recognize that you went to the cross for me, and I'm covered in the blood. When we start looking at the cross and start looking at Christ, we start to fear the fear of God. Now, there's two different types of fear. <laughs> fear of Lucifer and fear of God. And, and here's the deal, Ben. Grace without the fear of God is no grace at all. No grace at all. Is it? No. How can it be? It can't be, can it? It can't, it can't be. be. It can't be. So fear of God is different to the fear of the world. Because the fear of God is realizing that, a oh, wretched man am I, the wrath of God is so strong that we're sitting in this, this, this small studio room that we've just cracked together, got together while the building work's going on. But if God wanted, he could breathe over this and he could just turn it to dust. <laughs> Completely. 
completely. Now yeah. that is foreign for people to think about, but that is the power and the sovereignty of God. We've been brought up on on this um, on, on, on a this different grace Jesus covers everything. You know, which is the unconditional favour of God, which is which is grace, isn't it? You know? Yes. Yeah. So. All you gotta do is believe Jesus is love, yeah. and, and you you're covered in the unconditional yeah. uh, of uh, grace uh, of God. No, hold on a second. You know, you've you can't. You've got to come to your knees. You've got yeah. to repent. You've got to confess. You've got to get all the stuff out, and you've got to have that fear of God. Otherwise, you're going to go off. Oh, I'm saved, and you're going to be doing this, that, and the other. Yeah, all over the place. Oh, I'm forgiven. I can do that. I can, you know, no, it's, you can't have that casual approach. No, to the God who, who, oh, who gave us creation, Ben. Can you? You know what? The God that put this world into being, that said, "Let there be light," and there was. He created Lucifer. So Lucifer is nothing. He is nothing because God created him. And, he is and, not a superior a, being. Do you know what? That's a great point because many people say this. You know, they say, what's the opposite of God? Oh, they say the devil. No, he's not the opposite. He's not the opposite. He's not the opposite. He's, he, 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 he might, his counterpart is maybe uh, the Michael the Archangel or something, but he can't, he can't be the opposite to God because God is yeah. omnipresent. He's, he's yeah. absolutely... But, but, Below, beyond anything we can think of, and you know, in the preamble, you came up with a, a real good example of our of, of the fear of God. One, it was mm. John on the islands of Patmos. Tell us about that, Ben. You know? Revelation chapter one, verse seventeen to twenty. It says, "And when I saw him, I fell to his feet as though I was dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid, for I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look. I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys to death and to Hades. Now, this character, John, is making me cry think about this. Yeah. That this character, John, had spent hours and years with Jesus Christ. Now we are talking about after the cross, this is this, this is, is not John, a different this is Jesus. The same John, yeah, who was lying on uh, on the chest of Jesus at Lent the last in supper. On uh, the last he's supper, last, he's the same John that Jesus said he's the he's the apostle that I love. He's the same John that, as you said, followed Jesus around. So he knew Jesus more than any of us in the physical. Totally, yeah. he knew him. But when Christ went to the cross, oh gosh, when he took everything that he took. And he done everything that he done, and he, Satan could not touch him. Satan is a lesser being than than anything, but he bigs himself up. He puffs himself up. So here we have, the Messiah. We have the living one. He says, "I was dead, but I'm alive. I am the first. Now God is making a clear statement here." through Christ Jesus. Now, if you look at the character of John, as Simon has said, we know that he had spent hours and years with Jesus Christ in the physical. But now he realizes the holy Jesus. He realizes how powerful, how pure, and how glorious he is. And, and what does he do, John? What, sorry, what does he do, Ben? Um, if, if he was in he some of the churches, he would have lifted up a flag and embraced him. He, he doesn't go and hug him, does he? He doesn't hug him. He doesn't... He falls on his face, doesn't he, John? It, ben, actually, ben. it actually says... Of course, John with us. God, yeah. dear me, I think <laughs> I might run if John showed up Hello, as well. John, what a new moment. You want a new moment. <laughs> Revelation <laughs> chapter 1, verse 17. This is John, the great gospel writer that had seen and walked with the Messiah. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though I was dead. I'm actually getting a bit lost for words. I'm starting to get a bit whirled up here, to be honest with you, because you suddenly start to realise how holy and how powerful the king is. But what does the king do? He touches him. He touches him, yeah. He brings him in. Yeah. Where the liberal church thinks that it can hug Jesus and bring Jesus in. 
It can't, because he is so holy and I am so unpure, even though I am washed in the blood, because all have sinned and fallen short of his glory, and I will continue to sin until he calls me home. There's no way around that. You just, you just made an, you're, you're coming at this thick and fast today because you just made another great statement there. So it's not for the church to bring Jesus in. No. It's for Jesus to bring you in. And, and, that, and that goes for each of us individually. Yeah. It's not for us to bring Jesus in. It's for Jesus to bring And us, the church has in. been trying to bring Jesus in on a Sunday morning for two hours. And it's not it's not for your glory or the church's yeah. glory. It's for the glory of God. I will not. He says, "I will share my glory it's for with no God's one." Glory. So here we have a I'll character. Share my glory with no one. Here we have a man that is a great writer that was used by the God that created him. Suddenly sees how do you how do, I actually can't think what this must have been like for John because he had been with him it's like you being with your brother or your sister for all this time you've been seeing things happening you and, and then suddenly you don't see them for a while and then suddenly the next time you see them you drop to the floor you drop to the floor now because you're seeing Christ in his true glory true glory now, not that, in human form. You're no. seeing him in in in, a, in the Messiah as, a, as the as the as, as the, the holy yeah. king, the yeah. savior of the world. Yeah. And as you read that scripture, it says, "I fell as if I was dead." He was not in revival mode. He was not waving the flag. He was not preaching a message. Now, this is the writer that brings us great text. Suddenly, the word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is the writer. And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So he had seen Christ in the flesh. He had experienced him like none of us has experienced him. But then suddenly, after the cross, he comes and stands in front of John. When John is in trouble in himself, when he's on the island of Patmos, when he's in serious issues going on, his life is being pressed, suddenly Jesus stands in front of him. My friends, if you listen to this out there, this is the same Jesus that's going to come back. The same Jesus, Simon, same that's Jesus coming back. Is going to come back. He's not coming back. He's not coming back on a, on a Harley Davidson singing He's going to come back to Kumbaya. Church. He's coming back on, on a white stallion with a sword. With a sword. <laughs> a sword. The word of the God, word of God. Yeah. is bringing the word yeah. of God. And, and my friends, wherever you listen to this, there'll be a time, if you yeah. are a believer, that you, you, you yeah. will stand before the front. Judgment day is coming. And every single word you've spoken, have you yeah. heard the truth? Have you, have you given the gospel? Yeah. Have you given the gospel truth? Have yeah. you actually said, what have you said? Exactly. He says, I fell as if I was dead. His glory, his holiness, his power, his judgment, his wrath, his sovereignty, his, his, his kingship was all wrapped up. And he said to John, do not be afraid. God is telling you this morning, do not be afraid. So here we see fear. Fear of what? Fear of the Messiah. Fear of God, yeah. The fear of God. We see it in the scripture. Yeah. A writer... A man that had walked with Jesus, ate with Jesus, broke bread with Jesus, looked at Jesus, leant into Jesus, but suddenly sees the holiness of the God of Israel. And he recognises that, and, and, and as he falls on his face before him, Jesus says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Now, if you're, or, or not, if you're not afraid, you don't have the fear of God. Uh, you're in trouble. You're, 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 yeah. you're in you're in big trouble. I'm afraid, you know, because what then keeps you <laughs> on the straight and now what then keeps you on that narrow path? What then yeah. makes you swim against the tide? Yeah, because if you think you're saved by just yeah. knowing Jesus or yeah. just saying I know Jesus. Then you're going with the flow with everyone else. You're going with the flow, Joe. You're, you're, you're not. You haven't got that reverential fear, fear of the Lord, mm. because, oh, man, yeah. Look, he is God. Is love. We know that. 
is an amazing father. Yeah. But to have that view is only a one-sided view, Ben. One-sided. It's a one-sided view. <laughs> the other side of, of God yeah. is, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's all-powerful, he's almighty. He can, he can just with one breath of his nostrils, he can blow the world away, can't he, do you know? Who kicked Lucifer out of heaven? Yeah. It's gone quiet, isn't it? It's gone quiet, yeah. Because God... And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Saw him fall like lightning, yeah. The Father in heaven extracted him like a bad tooth. He threw him out. And what we've got these days, we've got a load of preachers and teachers all, all telling you, look, Jesus is love, it's all happy, clappy, let's yeah. let's, let's dance, let's, mm. let's do the, the worship song. Do yeah, the conga. You don't, you don't have to... You don't have to don't fear God. No, he's love and that's all he is. No, no, no. So, You're covered in the blood, don't worry. No need to pray. You know, this is this is the danger that we've got. You've got to be in the word. Can I just read? Can I just read um the text that we're in? I I feel this is very relevant. Verse nine of Revelation chapter one. I John, your brother and companion in the suffering and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are ours in Jesus. Endurance and suffering in Jesus. No revival. And it says, uh, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God. So the word of God took him to a dangerous time, a dangerous place. And it says in verse 10, it was on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. And then it goes on and says, I turned around in verse 12 of one, of one um, of Revelation chapter 1 in verse 12. I think this is very relevant for what is happening and what we need to hear. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I see seven gold lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and a gold sash around his chest. His hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow. Now this gives me the shivers. And his eyes were like uh, blazing fire. His feet were like uh, bronze glowing in the furnace. His voice was like a foul, like the sound, sorry, of rushing waters. And in his right hand he held seven stars. And as you go on and read that, it says out of his mouth was was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell as if I was dead. That's Jesus. <laughs> That's the human being <laughs> can't embrace. The human body That's can't Jesus embrace. Jesus back, my friend. Jesus. Yeah. It can't embrace him. It can't embrace him. It can't embrace you, him. You, you, but what happens is he embraces the human. He embra- yes, and that, and that's clear. That's, that's clear. clear. So, so when he was on the earth, and he was walking in his physical carpenter, Jesus, Jesus, yeah. the the brother, Jesus, the 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 son of Mary and, and Joseph. It's not a different Jesus. It's the same Jesus. It's the same Jesus. But suddenly, now after the cross, we see the holiness. The glory, not saying that he wasn't holy when he was walking, because he was pure in all his everything that he said. He was pure beyond understanding, because he is the Lamb that was without blemish. But when he came and revealed himself after the cross, and he said, "It is finished," then we see the Holy God. Then we see the Holy God, and 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 we have uh, we have a lot of uh, church leaders and churches stuck mm. in that. In that Jesus is is love. Yeah. So what yeah. Jesus gear? They're, they're just stuck in that in yeah. that gear. And and if you got stuck in that gear, then you're preaching a gospel of convenience. Aren't yeah. You? yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, which yeah. is which. Mm. Uh, hopefully, they're hoping will appeal to mm. people who are seeking. Because the seeker friendly church is the most dangerous place on planet Earth. What would you like church to look like? Uh, totally. Oh, we'll have popcorn. Yeah, come. We'll have come, come. What would you like to play? What music? Music that's going to get me uh, yeah. feeling nice. Yeah, a bit of Christian rock and roll or something um, like that. Yeah. What sort of message? Yeah. We'd like to hear a TED talk. We'd like to hear a nice soft 
We don't want to hear that I'm a sinner. You can't tell me I'm a sinner. You can't tell me about hell. But this is nothing new, Ben. This because, is nothing you know, new. If we go back to Jeremiah, in Jeremiah, yes. the false prophets, yeah. they are the biggest crowds. The biggest crowd were the false prophets. They were the false prophets, yeah. yeah. So, and the ones preaching the truth mm. are the smallest crowds. Yeah, that's right. And that's what's exactly happened, mm. and it's happening today, and it's accelerating. It's accelerating. And so scriptures like... Philippians 2.12, it tells you to work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Philippians 2.12, really important that I get these scriptures because this is the word of God. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling by faith and the fear of God. Look at that for a minute. Work Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Where's the revival strap line? It's it's not. It's not. It's not. I'm. I'm you're saved. Oh, good oh, job. Oh, no, good job. No, now it's you're saved. Now go and work out your salvation. Yeah. Uh, with fear of, of of God and then tremble, man. Yeah. Because, like you said before, we've just you've just read out the script, the description of Jesus. Of Jesus, the living one. This is the living one. I was dead, but I'm alive. And imagine. I am the beginning. I am the last. So imagine the Father. Yeah, he's he's sitting there. And he he loves you, and yeah, yeah. He, he's got his father's arms are there for you, but you can't take it lightly. You can't. No, you take can't. It. I think what Simon is getting to, which is really stretching us this morning, to be perfectly honest with you, is because when you really think about the holiness and the sovereignty and his majesty and his kingship. It really make, it takes you to a place that you've never been before, I believe. Because it's not because suddenly the devil just, it's just gone. The devil, the devil has, it's gone. It's over. It's over. It's, it's finished. It's meaningless. So here we have a character, John, the gospel writer, John. And it says, and Jesus went up to him and said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And he says, I am the first. And the last. Now that is a big theological place to be at. And then he says in verse 18, I am the living one. I was dead. And now look. I love that way he's put that in there. And now look. And now, yeah. And now look. I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys. Now what did Lucifer say to Christ in the garden? Oh, sorry, in the wilderness. I'll give you all these. I'll give you all this. this. I've got the keys. I've I've got access. No, 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 no. The devil doesn't have no keys to nothing. He (laughs) is a defeated foe. He has no power over you if you are a Bible-believing believer. But what he will do, he will try to drive fear of no fuel, no food. One world government, one world order. He uses outside influences to try and change your character. Then if you were to look in the New Testament and you would look about Simon, Simon, when Christ is talking to him and he says, um, he says, Satan has asked that he can sift you. See, Satan has to ask God. He has to ask before he does anything. Before he does anything. So if you are coming under spiritual attack, it's not because Satan is great and powerful. It's because God knows that you are able to withstand the spiritual onslaught because God has only given Satan the permission to dig a little bit. And let's see where you go with that. Because if you if, if it's taking you off track, if you're not getting into the word, if you're not mm. and now we said it before, if you're not declaring scriptures over your life, if you're not seeking yeah. Uh, yeah. the God uh, God of God or not not seeking Jesus, then then this is going to overwhelm you yeah, completely. See, so but, but here's the thing, Ben Jesus never disguised any of this. He did didn't. He? he didn't disguise it. When he was on the earth, he, he revealed it all. And, in his, and it, says, it says in the Matthew 10, 28, it's what Jesus said. It's in the red. It's in the red. It's print. in the he red. Said, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Yeah. He's telling people, he's telling you, fear the Lord. He's, he's saying, yeah. fear you know, Satan. He's he's telling you right Sa- there and there. Satan is a puppet. Satan is controlled by God. 
Satan has no strength. He, he might he might have the the kingdom, but it's not his kingdom because everything belongs to God. God is in full charge. He is the landlord. He is the King of Kings. He owns everything. He owns your DNA. He owns your breath. He owns absolutely everything. And God only allows Satan to do what he does because God has only has given him permission to do. Now Jesus said to Simon. Simon very clearly in the New Testament, he says, Satan has asked that he could sift all of you, everyone. But then Jesus said, I have prayed that your faith will not fail. See, faith is everything. How do I strengthen my faith? Faith comes by hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of God. Romans 8 tells us very clearly that if I want to increase my faith, not because how great I am, but because how great his word is, and his word will be the accelerator. If I get in his word and I seek him, I start to understand how powerful this God is. And Satan... Totally, totally. You get get into the word. Jesus Jesus, um, laid it out completely in in what mm. what he said to us. Here's the deal, you know, he... (laughs) <laughs> he, he told you he told you in Matthew 7 20, yeah. 22 he said to you know many will come on that day and say Lord didn't I do this Lord you was all love didn't I love you yeah. and he'll say no go away from me because I never knew you so he's telling you there there's a relationship a, there's a relationship and there'll be a judgment because I'll shut the door on you <sighs> no one I'll else shut the door. I'll shut the door on you because you 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 never worked out your salvation in fear and trembling. You mm-hmm. never had a personal relationship with me. Yeah. You thought just by going going and doing a few bits and pieces around the, around the mm-hmm. church or this, that, and the other, that was, that was your salvation. You never had that relationship with me. You never allowed me to take you to the Father's throne. You, wow. never, you, you, you never did all that stuff that was there for you, the treasure that was there for you. You never allowed me That's to do right. that. Go so away right, from me. So I'm right in saying, Simon, aren't I? That Christ comes to us, we think that we go to him, but he comes to us. It's, what happens is our body suddenly realizes that he's here. Well, and that's a that's a big revelation. You know, as someone who has uh, given testimony over my life for, for many years now, um, it hit me very hard um, some time ago that uh, it wasn't me telling the story. <laughs> it's Jesus. <laughs> it's Jesus. Yeah. It's Jesus, and the story is all about Jesus, not about me. Because he about says, Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the No life. one comes to the Father except through me. It has to be through it's Jesus. It's got to be through Jesus. You, you, the only way to get mm. to the Father is by following Jesus. So when you go through Christ and everything is done through him, I honestly believe that's when suddenly you start having a revelational understanding and a, a stronger relationship with Christ of how holy he is. Then he says, "Be Christ-like." Well, hang on a moment. See, when you have that, when you have a revelation that yeah. how exactly what you said, how holy he is, then you realise that you're absolutely nothing, and you you you're nothing, and you realise just how nothing you are, yeah. because of all the all the nonsense you're still involved with, and you, we cannot play the fool with God. You can't can't play the fool with God. You're playing you're playing uh, Russian roulette, my friends, yeah. with with your salvation mm. because God wants you to be honest about everything that's going on in your life, and yeah, and yeah you've got struggles, you've got to bring them to Him. Yeah, that's the first point. That's call. the first it ain't, it ain't point. Mate around the corner. It's, it's not, not the pastor. It's not, it's not the bishop. Spiritual director. It's oh. not your spiritual bishop. It's not. It's not. It's not your accountability partner. Get on your face. Yeah, and call to Jesus and bring Christ. It, bring it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. That's the first thing. That's be, the place of freedom. And be honest. Be honest. And the more you're honest, and the more, and this is a tough one for people because you've got to ask the Holy Spirit. Yeah. What's going on? What's Lord. in me that, that needs to be sorted? And the more your heart is hungry for Jesus, like the lady with the issue of blood, 
the more you want him that you will do anything to touch him to just to get to him and to be with him suddenly you start to get freedom in areas you it's get massive, freedom that's massive and and so the fear of god is i can't away. free me can i you, I can't free myself. No, and your spiritual director can't free you. No, and, and, but he uh, might charge me a couple of quid. <laughs> he might, he, you might have to buy him a meal. or might a have to buy him, of, yeah, yeah a fill fish. him up with a bit of fuel. <laughs> Take a Jerry can with some, you know, E10 dip petrol now. Nah. They're well, changing everything. It's, it's all... But no, you've got to be electric. I forgot. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And then there'll be power cuts. And then, yeah, uh, I ain't got an extension <laughs> long enough to get to work. <laughs> You know, Ben, but the fear of God is a way of life. The fear of God. It's got to be a way of life. Because the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge, freedom, and of yes, knowledge. Yeah. And, and so, so the first call is to get on your knees, get it on has your face, yeah. call out, this is where I'm going wrong. Show me, Father, show me, Jesus, show me, Holy yeah. Spirit, what is in me that needs to be sorted. Yeah. And, and look, this is, as we've discussed many times, things will get taken away in an instant. They can get taken away in an instant. Yeah. But many times we've got to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. That's what it means. That's, That's what right. that thing means. Is you're yeah. working out continually asking the Holy Spirit yeah. to search you, every bit of you, to see what should not be in there. That Because that, he's the only one that can do it. It's the only one that can do it. I can't break the um, habitual way. I can't break the... Because we are living in a culture that is hurting everybody. So there is a pattern that I will follow naturally if I'm not carefully uh, looking at what God wants me to be. So we are in a nation that's a very addictive. Everything we do is almost addictive. We are addicted to certain things. We are driven ad- addictions to everything that is going on we you know there, there is no freedom in the uk you know we're, we're told that, that we have the the right to do, vote and we got the, the freedom of speech we haven't we have got we've got none of that we've got no freedom we are under a dictatorship the script has already been written so i find that in the word of god and all we are seeing is the world playing out what the word has already said so there is nothing i should be fearful of if i want to know what the future is i read the word you read the word ben and i listen to the prophecies that that are in the word that will give me a clear indicator but certain news channels will give me you know something different if you're living in in the fear of god don't worry about the future no because you know what your future is it's all yeah we've just we've just said you know, this is not our home. We're, we're, this is we're, this is know, just we, a stopgap. We can't wait to get to a home, but in the meantime, God has got things that He, he He's wants got to plans. do for us for His glory. And yeah, and my friends, if if you're out there, you know, the soul and the spirit of a person lives on forever. So yes, there's only one way to heaven, but there's a million ways to hell, and that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the truth. Yeah. If you if you don't fear God, you can't hear from God. No, you can't. Because Simon mentioned a scripture earlier that we didn't give you the reference, and it's Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Yeah. So that, that, that proverb on its own, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, we're, you know... Now, the scripture also says knowledge puffs up. That's worldly knowledge. But through the word of God, godly counsel, wise counsel, you know, I thank God for the pastors and the leaders and the bishops and the deacons. I thank God for everybody's life. But I don't need a spiritual director. I don't need, yes, I need them to a certain degree. I know what, I know what your argument might be over that. I know what your, uh, your thinking might be on that. But over a earthly spiritual director and over an earthly friend over anyone has to be god has to be god but what i do is i surround myself with brothers and sisters that are fearful of god then i get godly counsel you get godly counsel that's the truth yeah yeah you you counsel the saints it's called ben yeah Yeah. so proverbs 1 verse 7 the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge 
wherever you are across the earth today, I pray and we pray that suddenly God will go, I'm going to show you what fear look, really looks like. Not running out of fuel, but fear of not living with me forever. Fear of going to hell. Fear of being in eternal damnation. Oh my God, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. What was the biggest, what was the the, the real biggest sacrifice of Jesus on the cross was the separation from his father. And mm. for me, I've got to tell you, the biggest fear is a separation separate. from God the Father. And for me to take to take my relationship with, with Jesus Christ. Come on. It's, it's so so loosely that I, I I think to myself I'm able to do I'm able to look at this, I'm able to do this, I'm able to do stuff yeah. which really would separate me from mm-hmm. the love of the Father and for the, the good things the Father's got for me. Yeah, that is the, one of my biggest fears that keeps me, uh, you know, firmly on the straight and narrow. Do I do I uh, go off from time to time? Yeah, mm. every day. Yeah, but it, every day but because in thought, word, and deed. But the, but the fear of the Lord brings me brings me back. Yeah, and and the Apostle Peter. Uh, I believe sums it up very clearly in in one Peter two seventeen. It's, he says, "Honor all people, love yes. the brotherhood, yes. fear God, and honor the king." Wow, we got to we love everyone, but we fear God and we honor the king, and we don't accept sin. And we don't accept sin. But do you know what, Simon? I love it where it says, "All have sinned and fallen short of His glory." So it's a leveller, isn't it? It's completely a leveller. Proverbs 14. I've just got two scriptures I want to read out very quickly. But God is driving. God is driving you in a different direction. God is driving you. Now, two types of fear. We haven't even spoken about the, the two types of fear, but there are the two types. Now, this one is Proverbs 14, verse 27. The fear of the Lord is the fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is... It's the fountain of life. I don't take that lightly, my friends. The, the fear the of, of the Lord is the fountain of life. A fountain is so powerful, you can't con- control it. So when you fear him, you get abundance. Yeah. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. But you've got to know him. You've got to know him. And you've got to be fearful of him. you've got to be fearful of him, yeah. Two types of fear. And, and that will create a, a, a massive love for him. Yeah, you don't need, we don't need to go to another deliverance ministry because when you and have know. hours and hours and weeks of intense man's thought and philosophy on prayer because Jesus did not call a prayer meeting. Jesus did not call on anybody else. He said, it is written three times. And when Get you, behind me, Satan. When you, when you understand these scriptures when you understand who God is who God is when you understand how huge he is when you understand that he's got this world in the palm of his hand when you understand that 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 he he's got everything mm. he knows everything when when you understand that then you realize how amazing it is that he wants a personal relationship with you yeah through his son Jesus yeah. Christ he cares about you he cares about I, yeah. You know, I, I hear endless stories the way God put things in place to give people opportunity to come to him. Exactly. his son, Jesus Christ. Yes. Praise and this God. is the same God that he's, 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 he's got this world and he's got this whole thing that's going on. He's, 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 he's looking at it. He's, he knows he's, nothing surprises him. Nothing, no, Simon. None of this surprises him. He's exposing stuff now, which which has been going on for years. But it's the same. That's the same God. And and why should we be fearful? We should be fearful because this is the God that could mm. quite easily just wipe the earth out of existence. And it's and and out of that fear comes love, and we love Him, but we have a, a reverential fear mm. of God. That's right. Simon is quoting. 
The New Testament, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, as we close. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfect in love. Love, perfect love, the love of Jesus, casts out all fear. So the devil's fear, the worldly fear, disappears when you have a real relationship with him. Yeah. And that, so, so there's so much more to gather from there's this. So isn't much it? more. We're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna catch our breath because we don't know how we could land this one. It's just gonna keep it open. You're gonna be honest. This, this there is so much more here, and and I just I pray for anyone listening to this as we come into land that you know that that some of the words that we've said that have landed on our hearts that have really mm-hmm. opened yeah. our eyes today. Yeah. To who God, who God is. is, just a little bit of the veil was taken back, just a little bit of the curtain has, has been drawn back. But mm. we, we we pray for anyone out there that um, that as that that, that that this these words would land and mm. and there would be a reverential fear of, of God and a look and, and a th- looking at these scriptures that we've said already and you take them to heart and that and that. The, the reverential fear of God will, will bring you to a place where you get all that secret yeah. sin out and you confess it and you repent of it and it brings you into a firm, firmer, more loving, more powerful relationship with Jesus Christ and then to the Father. So we pray that in Jesus' name over anyone today. Amen. What can we say? He's a perfect God. A God of love. The God of eternity. Well, I believe that he's, He wants this. Wants this word that we've we've uh, we've said over the mics now. I believe He wants this out there mm. in the airways. I believe yeah. it's going to hit the ears of the people that need to hear it. Amen. Amen. We thank you for your life wherever you are today. May God bless you and strengthen you. You've been listening to Simon Pinchbeck and myself here at hashtag Christian Straight Talk, straight out the barrel of truth. Follow Jesus. Follow Him. He is the way, the truth and the life. In Jesus' name, amen.